Hey everyone, you're listening to the Sales with Kales podcast, the podcast where I teach you actionable and easy to implement sales tactics and techniques so you can walk away from each episode with a new insight that you can apply straight away to your sales process and sell more, more confidently. Let's get right into it. This is Sales with Kales. Welcome back, everybody. Today on episode four, we're going to talk about follow-up and the next step in sales. Did everyone know that on average, it takes about, depending on the business, of course, about five follow-ups to make a sale? And, And that's a crazy thought considering most people don't even do one follow-up call. Most people, when a prospect tells you and leaves the sales interaction with a no sale, if that happens, most people don't even do one follow-up call because the prospect says they're going to get back to them. That is sales suicide. If you are not setting a next step in Guys, if you're doing this in your sales conversations, you're letting your prospects walk out that door without setting up a next action step, you're leaving money on the table. There's no doubt about it. Because how often, and yes, it does happen, there are anomalies, there are situations and exceptions where people do actually come back. And it's it's maybe 5% or less of the time where they do, but... You know how much you're leaving on the table? 95% of those people walking through the door. If you're not setting up a next step, they're never coming back. Maybe in a year, they'll go with another provider or service or a product. But if you aren't setting up a next step, you're in trouble. You're in trouble when it comes to sales. You're, You're shooting yourself again. I say this a lot, but you're shooting yourself in the foot if you're not doing this. So what do you really do when a prospect says they will get back to you. There's a few ways to implement follow-up. The first one is when a prospect, let's say you're, for example, sitting with them for an hour or two hours, you're doing your consultation, you make your recommendation, you go through objections and you really, really find out that they are not capable of making a decision today. They love it and the, the conversation starts to gear, lead, lead towards it ending in a way of, I'll get back to you. I love it. I'm going to call you next week. And you, you have two options. One, and most people know most salespeople do because they, you know, they take their word for how excited the prospect is. Sure. Give me a call next week and we'll make it happen on the table. Not even a follow-up call thought in sight by the salesperson. This is trouble because how often does a prospect actually call you back? When they leave that interaction, they're not thinking about you for the most part. They're not thinking about you. They'll go another six, seven months, maybe comes across their mind, but they're not going to be calling you back. So when a prospect tells you that they will get back to you, you want to implement a next step strategy. So I'm sorry we couldn't make anything happen today. That is totally fine. Which day works for you next week to get back to me on? Monday or Tuesday. I do. You always want to make it seem with your prospects that you are busy because no one likes to deal with a salesman who's got a totally empty schedule. So I do have a lot of uh, other client calls. So I am going to check my schedule. I have Monday or Tuesday available. What day works better for you? 
First off, you also want to find out is a week enough time because they said they'll get back to you. You want to find out more about this. You never want to leave the conversation on that. Great. How much time were you thinking you'd need to feel comfortable in moving forward? Oh, I don't know. About two weeks for just a big decision, a $50,000 decision like this. I need two weeks. Great. Two weeks. Are you sure that will be enough time? You always want to qualify them on this. So ask them if they're sure that's enough time. They're going to be starting to publicly commit to you and that's going to hold them accountable to their words. So yeah, two weeks is enough time. Great. Let me open my calendar. Uh, Two weeks from today would be I have Monday or Tuesday. I've got some availability at 3 or 4 p.m. What day works better for you? Monday? Great. Does 3 or does 4 p.m. work for me to shoot you a call? 3 p.m.? Perfect. I'm going to book you in for a 15-minute time slot at 3 p.m., and that's how you do it. And they said, great. And then after you do this, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to push it a little further in the sense that you're going to want to get them to qualify more because if you don't, they can no-show your call. I'm sure there's been situations where you've tried to call someone and you booked an appointment and they completely didn't answer you and you never got in touch with them again. So after they commit to a 3 p.m. on Friday, you want to ask them this question. You want to say, John, is there any reason and why 3 p.m. would not work for you on Friday. They're going to tell you one of two things. They're going to tell you, no, 3 p.m. is perfect, I'm free, or they're going to tell you, and this happens so often because of this question, wait, let me just double-check my calendar. And only for them to find out, they actually have something booked for 3 p.m., and if you didn't ask them that question, they would have blown you off. So, 3 p.m. doesn't work. Great. 4 p.m. Perfect. And John, if there's anything that comes up, will you just send me, let's say, an email or send me a quick text to let me know 24 hours prior and we can set up another appointment? Does that sound fair? By doing this, you're getting them involved more and you're getting them to publicly state and publicly commit to this appointment, With which what it does is it doesn't ensure There's no way to guarantee they're going to pick your call up, but it sets you up in the most advantageous way possible for them to answer your call when you call them. Because as as we know, people who publicly commit to an opinion or they take a stance on something, they're going to feel obligated to stick with that. So that's why you always want to get your clients, your prospects, your customers to publicly state what they're going to do. Now, what also might happen is your prospect might insist on them calling you back at some ambiguous date. And this is never good because it's almost always just a polite way of saying no. If they say this though, if your prospect says, look, I'm gonna call you back. I don't, I can't commit to any meeting times, but I'm gonna call you back. What you wanna do is you wanna reset the conversation there and you wanna bring it back to their priorities. Now, you've sat with them for let's say an hour or you've had a few meetings with them and you've had enough time to understand the impact that you will have on their business and what their priorities are. So what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to say, John, I get it. I know you're really busy and you can't commit to anything now, but you mentioned that this is something that's going to have a really large impact on your business. Am I right? And you mentioned that everything we discussed before makes sense to move forward with for your company from your company's perspective, right? They're going to agree. You're going to get them to say, yeah, no, you're right. Great. John, so let's set something up for next week. I have 3 or 4 p.m. We'll set something up between those hours. That way, 
we're not pushing this off any longer than we have to because I know you mentioned you've already been wanting to do this for a long time. Does that sound fair to you, John? And when you say it like that, it's going to just reset the conversation. And again, it's going to bring bring the conversation back to what their priorities are. And it's, believe it or not, it's really, it's actually really hard for your prospect to say no to you several times when you've done a good job at fostering, at nurturing the relationship and at really, really uncovering their priorities. It's very difficult for them to say no to you more than one time. You'll see people get uncomfortable. So it's why it's very important to do this. This is an essential element in sales. And you can see the difference between when someone says, oh, I'll think about it and get back to you. And then never receiving their call again, which I'm sure has happened to most, almost everyone, or them saying, I want to get back to, let me call you back. And then you saying, great, let's do it. How much time do you need? That's the first question. How much time do they need to think this over and get back to you? What was their timeline like? Two weeks, great, or a week, great. Is a week going to be enough time for you? Yes, it is. Great. Monday next week, I have 3 or 4 p.m. I'm going to put you in my schedule because I do get a lot of calls or I do have a lot of appointments. Does three work or four work? Three works? Perfect. And then they call you. And then, sorry, and then you call them. And then you're going to call them and you are going to figure out what the next step is. And maybe it leads to another consultation because they're still not comfortable. But guess what? That's pushing them forward along the sales process. You always want to be moving your customer or your prospect forward to the end of the sale. If you aren't moving them forward, you've lost the sale. And if you don't move them forward, if you're going to leave it in their hands to reach back out to you, you always want to avoid this at all costs. And now it just comes to just following up with them, set up a next call day, set up a next meeting. By doing this, you're going to have a full pipeline and maybe one person and maybe you talk to people who aren't ready to, to take the next step with your product. Maybe they need another six months because this isn't top of their priorities. Their attention isn't where in the area of the problems and challenges that you solve. So maybe in six months from now, they're going to be able to reevaluate and it's something that will make more sense for them. However, you're going to have to set something up for six months to call them back. Great. So now is not the right time. If you find that, that's great. So in six months, months from now, would you be opposed for me for us to set up a follow-up meeting or to, to do a call for me to reach out again? This fills up your pipeline with opportunity. And maybe it takes an extra six months, months to close one or two people. But guess what? If you're not doing this and you're not setting up action reports to follow up with your prospects, you're going to lose sales. Because the time's going to go by anyways, and it's a lot more difficult to generate new leads than these already warm leads who you've built a relationship with in the first place. It's very easy. Put a number into a CRM, set up a next action uh, call date for six months from now, and just keep doing it. Maybe you'll call them in six months, and they'll tell you, look, I need another three months. How long does a call realistically take? It takes... 20 seconds for a call like that. You do it, throw, not now, three months later. Guess what? If you're constantly every few months on the top of their mind, when they are ready, they're not going to any other competitor. They're coming to you. This takes a few minutes out of your day to do follow-up calls. Do them. 
And one day you're going to see, I mean, if you're doing 10 people at closing in, in eight months from now, if that's how long it takes to make a sale with these 10 people, guess what? That's 10 more sales that you would have had that you have that you wouldn't have had if you didn't do these follow-up calls. So do your follow-up calls. They'll suck at first. If you're not doing them, you'll really hate them when you first start, but it's the best way to to really, really boost your sales and just get you more comfortable in interrupting people's day and talking to them. That was That concludes this episode. I hope you guys got some value out of it. Until next time, this is Sales with Gales.